Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Today, my guest is J.B. Perrette, president and CEO of Discovery International. While many in the industry are just starting to think about programming for global audiences, Discovery has been at it for years. Perrette oversees more than 200 channels, serving up programming in more than 50 languages. He also has experience in the direct-to-consumer arena through his oversight of Discovery's Eurosport linear and streaming platforms. Perrette is a longtime lieutenant of Discovery CEO David Zaslov. The two worked together at NBC for years before reuniting about a decade ago at Discovery. In our conversation, Perrette shares his enthusiastic thoughts on the potential that he sees for the pending merger of Warner Media and Discovery. He also weighs in on what events like the Olympics mean to subscription businesses, and he talks about how Discovery is proceeding with the international rollout of its Discovery Plus streamer. Our conversation took place just before Discovery became involved in a public battle with the government of Poland over efforts to ban non-European companies from owning media in the country. Discovery owns TVN Group, which marks the largest single investment in the nation by a U.S. company. TVN Group includes a news channel, TVN24, that has been the target of the license renewal fight. Discovery has vowed to press its case through the existing trade treaty between the U.S. and Poland. In a later interview, Perrette told me that Discovery was, quote, watching very closely to defend our business interests against regulatory overreach and anti-consumer behavior. Perrette's thoughts about how all TV is local and other insights are coming up right after this break. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
J.B. Parrett, President and CEO of Discovery International. Thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here. From your perch, I realize that issues about the merger and the deal are still are still very much in the pending phase and that you can't talk in deep specifics. But from your perch in the international world, based out of London, overseeing you know dozens and dozens of channels in all major territories of the world, can you talk about what you see as the kind of the thesis for the merger shaping up and how it will affect the international markets that are so crucial to the global streaming races these days? Sure. Uh, thanks, Cynthia. Yeah, so we, we, I would say Discovery, I've had the privilege of being in this role now for almost eight years, uh, and it's been an incredible journey. Um, but Discovery's journey really and the North Star that has been the focus of it for over three decades has been really kind of following the consumer, um, which I think is as true then as it is now. And if you think about the evolution, it was one of the first companies to, uh, in the in the early 90s, kind of move um, internationally. Uh, it's actually first channel was launched in the UK in 1989. Um, and that was because it thought, you know what, this incredible content uh, that we're producing and stories are universal. And we can tell not them just to great American audiences, but we can tell them to audiences around the world. And so they branched out, followed the customer and took the content around the world over the last three decades. Uh, then secondly, uh, that following the customer led to the innovation of saying, okay, well, we're doing this in pay television, but at the end of the day, there are many markets around the world where pay television was underpenetrated. And so, again, led by the customer, people said, well, why don't we launch some free-to-air channels and broaden the reach of our content and our stories to more customers? And so we are now the second largest broadcaster in Europe, as an example, um, through our free-to-air channels across Nordics, Poland, Italy, UK, Spain, Germany. Uh, and so uh, now we're in sort of the next phase, which is obviously in this direct-to-consumer uh, world um, is there are increasing number of customers that obviously want to access content on on-demand in a direct-to-consumer fashion. And we've embarked on that journey with Discovery Plus. The Warner team obviously has been in that journey with HBO Max. Uh, and uh, so we're, that's the next chapter that we're leaning into heavily. And I think when you look at those two companies coming together, one of the things that is true about this direct-to-consumer world is people want choice and they want simplicity. Uh, and uh, if you see obviously the, 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 the fairly wide number of different streaming services that are available now, I think people are starting to say, well, wait a second, you know, it'd be great if rather than forcing the customer to understand what show is where, if more of it were somehow more easily accessible. And I think part of what is the incredible potential uh, of this, these two companies coming together is the unparalleled breadth of content offering across all genres, whether it be lifestyle, factual, uh, some of the greatest dramas, uh, comedy, um, kids, uh, documentaries. This is a powerhouse of unparalleled uh, content offering. And what we've got to work on here uh, with uh, the team as we go through the process is figuring out how do we take those that incredible offering and bring it to customers in a simple uh, and compelling fashion. Um, but we think we have a incredible 
lineup of stories and genres that is unmatched in the industry. And we're excited to bring that to market just as soon as we can obviously get through the regulatory approval process and, and, and operationalize it. What have you learned even in, in small levels, even in some smaller markets about how, you know, how customers embrace streaming, how they embrace streaming versus linear and how that changes what they're willing to pay for and how they consume? We uh, obviously have been at this for several decades and I'd say are the leading global uh, media company. Uh, and so we have a lot of lessons. I think number one is uh, it's not a one size fits all. Um, and that sounds simple, but the reality is, as I always say internally, uh, the idea of international as a single word is the right. greatest misnomer. Um, right. You know, this is a collection of very different, very diverse, very rich markets. Um, uh, and everyone is a little bit different. Uh, number one. Number two is, um, you know, I think what we see as part of our differentiation also compared to others in the industry is we've been at this in producing not just great U.S. content that obviously travels, but we've been producing great local content in many of the biggest markets there for decades. And so we have a very unique combination of great international and U.S. created uh, stories that travel and great local stories. And that combination of great international and great local to us is sort of the secret sauce that differentiates um, a Discovery Warner proposition uh, compared to some of the others that may be more just dominant U.S.-led uh, content offerings. And the reality is to scale in a lot of these markets, the U.S. content is you know, very uh, valuable and that deep library is incredibly valuable. And in the genres, traditional genres of discovery, uh, a lot of those stories are truly universal, which is one of the great things that has allowed us to expand and become the leading global media company is, right. you know, comedy is an, as an example is a lot harder uh, uh, because comedy is much more national, much more local. Uh, and so doesn't necessarily travel as well, but stories about adventure, survival, lifestyle, um, you know, uh, uh, true crime, even, you know, these are genres that, that are truly stories that uh, resonate everywhere. And so that is one of the great uniqueness. So, not one size fits all. You got to tailor it to the market and you got to have infrastructure on the ground. And I think one of the other things that we've done over these years is we've got people and teams that know the local markets, that know the marketing channels, that know the production communities, mm -hmm. are producing uh, stories um, and, and close to the greatest storytellers in all these markets. And we are in a period also where content is traveling. Uh, and actually, real credit to Netflix on this one, which is really sort of flatten the world from a consumption standpoint of international yeah. and global content um, and great stories can come from anywhere. And we think that, again, uh, on this journey, we're incredibly well positioned because we have decades worth of storytelling uh, at the international and local, at the U.S. and local international markets level. And um, we're looking forward to bring that together uh, as we roll out Discovery Plus and as we figure out how best to bring this to market in the in the Discovery Warner uh, context. As the delayed Tokyo games get underway, how do you feel about your investment in them and how, you know, especially under the, the kind of extraordinary circumstances that the Tokyo games are going to unfold? How do you feel about that as an investment for Eurosport right now? The Olympics are truly the greatest event uh, in the world. Um, I there's no there's no bigger event uh, in, in, in media uh, on a global scale than the Olympics. And. The history of the Olympics, if you look back over the last you know, 
several ones is every games has a different narrative challenge building up to the games, whether it be doping or, you know, the preparations uh, and the issues around Rio prep and, you know, Athens had a lot of the prep issues. And one thing that has been consistent, a lot of that conversation happens building up to the games, a lot of noise, a lot of questions. Obviously this one is not immune to that either uh, with this unique COVID environment that we're all fighting through. But the same one very important rule is true in every single one of those cases. The minute the flame gets lit, which as you said, has just happened today, uh, the focus turns to the athletes and the incredible stories of these people who have persevered, particularly in these last two years amidst, you know, all the prep they did, the postponement, at retraining, retraining in very difficult situations, obviously. And while yes, the current one will be unique in terms of obviously uh, no crowds and, and limitations, but the flip side is, is the great thing about the Olympics, which is these unbelievable stories of human achievement uh, and perseverance and uh, uh, are gonna be more true than ever in the Tokyo games. And so, um, we're excited to bring those stories uh, to the, all the European viewers. We obviously will be uh, the home of the, the Olympics across all of Europe, um, uh, effective now. And we will be providing uh, and leaning in as we've launched Discovery Plus uh, in a handful of European markets. Uh, the, the only place where you'll be able to get every minute of the Olympics live uh, will be on Discovery Plus in uh, the UK, the Nordics, Netherlands, Italy, um, uh, uh, and, and, uh, and then in markets where we haven't yet launched on the Eurosport player, we'll have every moment of the Olympics live. And so we have a unique proposition that we're excited to bring to fans, uh, across Europe. Um, and we, we're, we're very confident that it will continue to be a great event that will unify the world. And frankly, the world right now needs great stories to bring us together and that show the resilience and the accomplishments of uh of humanity so the positives i think is meant to be the sort of hallmark of 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 these tokyo games at these critical time um sports as you said is a complicated business mm -hmm. um but the flip side is uh what we've also done as you've seen this sort of slight change in our evolution is as we're rolling out discovery plus sports and entertainment will sit together in uh the product um, and we so think, Eurosport, if I just to be clear, Eurosport is going to be integrated into the Discovery Plus platform. In, that's right. In, oh. So it are in the markets I described before. It already is essentially rolled into the Discovery Plus offering. So you can have entertainment, and you can have entertainment and sports. Uh, and as we roll out Discovery Plus in more markets, the same will be true across Europe, uh, where you'll be basically having one product. Back to the conversation we had earlier about simplicity and choice. Uh, that's kind of our North star focused on the customer and the consumer interests. And we think the simplicity, uh, and choice, uh, and bringing that together in one product in one offering and allowing people to actually enjoy the best of entertainment and, and real life entertainment, uh, but also be able to actually watch some of the premier sporting events in the world, uh, all within the same, uh, product offering, uh, is ever more compelling. And so. Um, we're going to continue to lean into it. We have a number of different sports rights across Europe, and we're in, we're really focused on rolling the uh, the great Eurosport and sports content overall into the Discovery Plus offering for consumers.
So you have to be, I mean, the timing of these delayed games at the time that you're rolling out Discovery Plus, you have Olympics as a very strong, you know, almost your your barker is is the Olympics rights that are. Um, can you talk about how how you have sliced up those rights? How are you presenting them on Eurosport? So um, we obviously have certain obligations uh, with the IOC for a certain amount of free to air coverage, which we do either on our own channels or with sub-licensed partners uh, in individual markets. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, the key thing uh, will be that really Discovery Plus and Eurosport Player and the markets where Discovery Plus is not yet available will be uh, the only place that you can get every single minute live. So if you know there's over 3,000 live event hours uh, uh, for the Olympics in the summer, um, and the only place where you can literally, uh, if you're a fan of these sports and you don't want to necessarily figure out you know, what's on here, what's on there, you know, you uh, through the Discovery Plus subscription or Eurosport Player subscription, you don't have to think of any of that. It will be personalized, tailored to you, and you have every minute of the games that you can access um, uh, live uh, through uh, either either service. And as we get to Beijing, which is obviously in the winter and, and six months away, and as we prepare for Paris 2024, which will be a huge homecoming of the games across Europe, uh, and by that point in time, we obviously will be much further along in terms of rolling out Discovery Plus uh, or, or whatever the subsequent product at that point will be. Um, we uh, uh, we we can't wait uh, to use uh, this incredible event to bring more and more people into the tent and into the fold and experience not just the games, but all the other content that will come with it uh, uniquely on uh, on our Discovery Plus and streaming platform. And do you... there? The excitement level and the buzz and the traction is enough to get you the sponsorship and the you get the traction in the revenue generating areas that you need to justify the the rights fees. Like you feel like this has been a good investment for Eurosport. Absolutely. I mean, it is. There's look as we were talking about. It's it is sports is an expensive proposition uh, by its nature, but it's also a beacon uh, and a, uh, as David Zasloff says, in terms of, you know, thinking about stuff in the subscription world where people will pay for it before they'll pay for dinner, sports is at the very top of that pyramid um, because it draws a passion and an interest that is uh, almost like nothing else in, in the world. And so it's a very powerful tool um, and we're excited to have the preeminent event uh, for Tokyo, for Beijing, and then on to Paris to help us on this journey to continue to scale and get Discovery Plus in front of more and more uh, audiences and consumers over the next you know, two or three years. Mm -hmm. How much you talked about the need for tailoring and, and customizing for individual markets. I imagine that you're doing that for the, in, within the Discovery Plus platform as well, or is that more of a uniform offering? No, it's all very customized because uh, uh, at the end of the day, um, again, in every market, we have a combination of what will be consistent is sort of uh, the, the, the deep and rich library of US-led content will be available on all the different platforms. But what is different in every market is uh, the, the other part of the equation, which is the great local content. And so whether you're you know, in, uh, in Norway and all of our great uh, Norwegian series and comedies, et cetera, that will complement the service, um, or in Italy with all the great Italian uh, content and the years of 
of us being the number three broadcaster there and, and being able to provide all the content we provide. Or if you're in Brazil uh, and you have uh, all of our local Brazilian content that we commission, uh, it will be a, a, a uh, and then again, sports obviously is a layer on top. So it's not a uniform global offering other than the kind of core elements of it in terms of the US led uh, factual programming uh, right. is consistent uh, generally everywhere in terms of its offering, but it's then supplemented with incredibly strong local entertainment content, uh, local factual content, and sports in select markets. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more from Discovery International CEO J.B. Perret. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And we're back with more from Discovery International CEO J.B. Perret. Where do you see either areas for expansion for you or areas, markets where you see real growth? Where do you see opportunity right now in, internationally? I think there's a couple different areas that if you think about it, um, there are still as a percentage, you know, we think of the U.S. Um, and, and pay TV penetration in the U.S., which obviously had hit, you know, at its peak, uh, 85, uh, you know, almost 90% and has obviously come down a bit, but streaming is sort of a different version of, it's still pay television in, in, uh, outside of, outside of the U S there are many, many big markets take Italy as an example, where, uh, the entry price of traditional package of pay TV at sort of $40 plus or $50 plus has, uh, capped the uh, the potential and where penetration of that kind of an offering has been, you know, not more than 25, 30% uh, at its peak. And so you have 70% of the, the audience and the customer base that um, just never found that compelling enough. Uh, and the price point may be too high as an entry price point for them to experiment in some of the premium content. And so our ability to take uh, our product offering and sort of this uh, in, in this you know, five to seven dollar price range, um, uh, and bring it to market with partners like Telecom Italia, the mobile partner, uh, like a Vodafone, um, and bring 
their enormous mobile bases, which are, you know, uh, in some cases, 10x the size of the traditional pay TV universe. Mm -hmm. uh, we have an enormously bigger uh, serviceable addressable market, number one. Uh, and number two, we have an entry price point and a package uh, and a service offering that is way more compelling uh, at a price point that's way more attractive for people to experiment and get in with than historically what was priced at, you know, again, 10x higher than where we are. So for us, that's probably the single biggest opportunity is getting more people uh, uh, exposed to our content with a great new product um, uh, and user experience uh, that they can, you know, enjoy uh, uh, on their own schedule and on their own time, uh, and uh, and working with partners who can help us deliver that to uh, you know hundreds of millions of more users than we ever were historically when we were you know sort of stuck in the higher priced pay TV packages and bundles, which are still compelling, by the way, for a certain customer segment. So I know oftentimes this is sort of made into a debate of, you know, does pay TV die and streaming win? Mm -hmm. Our view is, look, over the decades, when pay television originally came out in the 80s, people, and then in the 90s started to get traction. People said, well, you know, broadcast is going to die and broadcast is still alive and, and well. And yes, audiences just shifted. But it's still a pretty healthy business and has made, you know, a ton of money over the years. Um, and so for us, it's not about the death of one and the survival of another, but it's about geography shifts. And we like this idea of being able to super serve customers, some of whom will want to continue to watch linear channels. Uh, maybe those are slightly, you know, an older demographic, um, but we don't want to exclude them. And so the linear channels are still important in that respect. Uh, and free to air is still valuable uh, from that respect and gives us also a great marketing and promotional ch uh, channel to drive right. these other products. Pay TV is still vibrant and healthy. And then we have this whole new uh, customer segment that does want uh, uh, have access on a direct-to-consumer basis and a more flexible uh, kind of ability to choose smaller packages of their liking. And that's a whole new customer segment for us to go after. And frankly, a bigger one given the scale that we just talked about of, of people who might be interested in that at that price point versus the higher priced, you know, bigger bundles. Um, JP, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the business of international television? Where did you grow up? So I, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a hybrid. So my father's French, my mother's American. Um, hence the accent's American and the name is French. Um, uh, I grew up in, uh, in New York, mostly New York city, was born and raised in New York city, um, in Manhattan, which people sort of always sometimes scratch their head and didn't realize that people actually do grow up and live in Manhattan, uh, <laughs> or are born and raised in Manhattan. Uh, and my father is from Brittany in the Northwest part of France. And so I, uh, have very strong ties there and it's been every summer of my life, uh, uh, there. Uh, so I'm sort of by, I'm a different bi-coastal uh, uh, East coast and, and, right. and French coast. Um, uh, and I, uh, I came in, um, to the media business in, in 2000, um, starting, uh, at NBC in business development, and then have spent the last, you know, over two decades working here. And I've had the great privilege early on in my career at NBC of coming, uh, uh, into contact with David Zasloff, <laughs> uh, and, uh, have been, uh, a huge fan and he's been an enormous uh 
not just uh, you know mentor and uh, and guide, but somebody I've learned a ton from, and obviously respected from very early on, and had the great privilege of working with him uh, for the last two decades. Um, and so uh, that's been a huge, obviously, part of my journey. Uh, and I took this job. I joined Discovery in 2011 uh, and took this job in 2014. Um, and then one other note I'd say is, which I think back to this sort of evolution of the industry is, you know, back in 2006, when David and I actually, when David was still at NBC, we had just finished actually the the uh, uh, the Torino Games uh, Olympics. Uh-huh. And um, there was this little thing called YouTube uh, that was starting to take off in a major way and had taken off with a lot of clips from that time, Saturday Night Live. Uh, a major copyright infringing way, yeah. Exactly, uh, but clearly showed the appetite and the desire from the consumers to access this stuff. And, uh, you know, Google bought it for a billion six, I think it was at the time. And David and I looked at each other and said, you know, why can't we do this? Um, and that was the beginning of our conversations around trying to create what then later became Hulu. Uh, and we went around and talked to all the different partners. And it turned out that Fox and some of the others had been talking about something similar. And, you know, despite the fact that media joint ventures have a graveyard that is very, <laughs> very large, um, we thought it was compelling enough that we should try and pull it off. And, um, you know, obviously, I think two lessons there is number one, we were always focused on, you know, uh, if the consumer, if there's a consumer demand and interest, you got to need to try and figure out how you fulfill it. Because particularly in the digital age, if you don't fulfill it, somebody else will, and it may not be legitimate um, in many cases. And so uh, being really kind of consumer focused uh, was an early indicator there. Uh, And second uh, point is that, you know, it's an evolution still, because when I think back to we did that, we finally made the joint venture happen and launched uh, in 2007, you know, that's approaching 15 years ago. And, you know, so much has evolved in the 15 years, but 15 years is a long time. And yet I feel like we're still <laughs> very much in the infancy of this, of this new era. And despite the fact that people were talking about streaming wars and all this, you know, we got there's a long way to go still in the evolution. And when you think about it, particularly on a global level, not just a US lens, but a global lens, there are plenty of territories where it's just, it's the early innings of this streaming game. And uh, I must say, I can't wait uh, when you look at the lineup uh, and the content offering and the potential of what the the Warner and Discovery uh, combination can bring, um, you know, I think there's without question, we can be uh, one of the top three leaders in the streaming space over time as these two companies come together. And I think that's the incredibly exciting potential that, uh, that we're getting more and more excited about every day. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.